Hey, man, speaking of Chattanooga. So, my son, I took him to the zoo last weekend. Yeah. And then, um, you know, kids say, like, funny things. Like, in movies, they'll be like, Dad, there's a dinosaur outside the window. And, like, you know, like Jurassic Park, Lost World, and, like, they'll smash cut to a dinosaur really being outside the window. Right. Well, my kid was like, I wish we had the gi- I wish we brought home the giant anteater from the zoo. <laughs> I was like, why? He goes, because then it could eat all the ants that are crawling on the wall. I thought he was kidding, but it turned out there really were like a bunch of ants crawling on the wall. You, you, the kids say the darndest things. There was, there was like an ant infestation. I don't know what's ants. going on in the south here. You guys have like, I'm on the third floor too. Do you know that ants have uh, colonized the, the planet in every single place except for elevations over 14,000 feet and the Saharan Desert. The Sahara Desert? Yeah. Are, like, have they been in, like, the, volcanoes? How do they crawl the, up like that? I don't know. But it's amazing. Oh. They've colonized the Earth. By the way, look, we can, we can see our people. Arguably. We can, we can see you guys. We got hey. you up on the iPad if you're on, uh, I guess we're monitoring LinkedIn today, Looking right? Looking good. Yeah, where are you guys listening in from? It's weird when you, like, the one thing I have to Let do, Let us though, know what parts of the uh, yeah. Earth that you are colonized at and I, uh, listening to us from. I have to turn this thing, though, because it's weird, like, it's... There's a slight delay, right? And you like if you can't see yourself, and it just it just messes with your your entire like force field of life. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. Hey, we we got a call out today. We got a lot of headlines, but before we get there, we got to pay the bills, right? Yeah. Special thanks so- to our sponsors, truckstop.com. Truckstop.com. This episode is brought to you by truckstop.com. The world's most trusted load board. Yeah. Want to find the best carriers at the best rates? Of course you freaking do, Chad Prevost. <laughs> See market data, build relationships, and grow your business with truckstop.com. Visit truckstop.com today Where? for more information. Thank you, truckstop.com. They also did our live feed at Wait for it. Waves Live <laughs> Chicago. Oh, hey, Laura's listening in from Florida. Laura from Florida. Hey, Laura. Hey, Laura. What's happening? <laughs> All right, what happened? Oh, oh, hey, this is right. This is good, right? October trailer orders hit 11-month high. Yeah. Preliminary orders for new trailers met expectations in October after a strong September suggested equipment deliveries in 2020 would keep manufacturers busy. FDR Transportation Intelligence and ACT Research each said activity was the strongest since November 2018, reporting that 31,800 and 31,900 orders respectively. Compared with a frenzy in the same month a year ago, Dooner, orders were down 42%. Year-to-date, net orders are off 52% from the torrid pace of 2018. About 241,000 trailer orders have been placed over the last 12 months. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that developing situation. In other news... Oh, hold on one second. Uh, Cassandra is checking in from Scottsdale. Mm, hey, you, Cassandra. hey, Cassandra. And guess what? Anna is checking in from Poland. So, Jean dobre. Wow. Anna. Yes. Okay. Well, Cassandra and I are Facebook friends now, too. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Mm? Uh, UPS to waive money-back guarantees if third parties use tracking data. That's right. In another salvo in the decade-long low-level war between... The two leading U.S. parcel carriers and a cluster of consultancies that work on behalf of carriers, customers to optimize their parcel shipping spend, UPS said it will waive its money back guarantee on later misdeliveries if customers use a third party to track UPS shipments. The language, which began appearing within the past 30 to 60 days in an undetermined number of contracts, is couched 
in broad terms. There are questions as to whether shippers could bargain that language out of their contracts or whether it would withstand a legal challenge. However, the directive's language reads that the use of a third party to track UPS shipments is strictly prohibited and constitutes a breach of its service guarantee. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know what I think, but Mike Erickson thinks he's the president of Parcel Consultancy, AFMS LLC. He said that FedEx... UBS chief rival had a similar policy in that the language is becoming more commonplace in both carriers' contracts. Tracking data is essential to verifying a carrier's on-time delivery performance. Erickson added that both are pushing shippers to agree to waive their rights to file for refunds on late deliveries. No matter who requests them, shippers that push back on the language can often get removed. Wow. Sounds like a power wow. move. Iron fist. Power move by the carriers. Erickson has fought for nine years, a nine-year legal bar- bar- barrier battle with the carriers. Yeah. <laughs> Charged that they violated antitrust laws by excluding AFMS from contract negotiations and working directly with the shippers and AMF, AFMS clients. I cannot read today. Have you ever seen the movie Antitrust, by the way? Uh, no. Oh, it's like, it's kind of like the social network if the social network was like a D minus. Erickson's argument has not passed the muster, though. However, the courts have found that AFMS has never been a parcel shipper and failed to demonstrate a relevant market where any discrimination may have occurred. Wow, what a diss. Yeah. (laughs) Consultants contend that in aggregate, they have saved shippers hundreds of millions of dollars or more over the decades, which is probably why the carriers don't want them around. The demands of e-commerce customers for free shipping, combined with UPS and FedEx raising rates and accessorial charges every year, have made consultants even more important to pressured shippers, consultants have said. (laughs) (laughs) They agree with themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Very good on the We've saved a lot of money. Yeah. Well, okay. So shippers... This one is this one's a little scary. Strike on Tuesday looms for a Canadian national after the Teamsters send notice to the company. And uh, last I checked online, I did before we went on air, nothing has changed. So at midnight, that strike could commence, right? Okay. So talks are ongoing, but there is now a strike notice overhang Canadian national and 3,200 Teamster members. Both the company and the union announced late Saturday that the Teamsters have served a strike notice to CN. The strike would occur just after the stroke of midnight on Tuesday, November 19th. That's uh, not tonight. That's sorry, tomorrow night. Oh, wait, no, is that tonight? That's always confusing. Is it so midnight would be at midnight tonight? tonight. My understanding. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. And it's prepared statement. CN quoted COO and executive vice president Rob Riley is saying the railroad had offered binding arbitration to the union, but it had declined. If a settlement cannot be reached this weekend, we will once again encourage the union leadership to accept binding arbitration as an alternative to disrupting the Canadian economy. We remain committed to constructive talks to reach an agreement without a work stoppage. So this is a developing situation. Among the other accusations lobbed at the railroad by the union, the Teamsters said CN wants to make it more difficult to take time off and make employees work longer. The goal the union said is an attempt to get more work done with fewer people and to reduce staffing levels. Well, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I'm not. A, um, yeah, I hope they don't uh, strike. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, CBP, in other news here, CBP tackles fake sports championship ring ship. Oh, in other words, that's the only way the Tennessee Titans will get a championship. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Body blow. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in Philadelphia, ironically, mm. have seized a shipment of 11 counterfeit sports championship Wait, I don't rings. think that's ironic at all because they won <laughs> the they Super just... Bowl. So, like, that's where <laughs> you'd probably try to peddle these fake rings, right? Oh. oh you think okay. about it. 
Yeah, I was just thinking about their chances this year, but that's yeah. true. Uh, rings in a package from China. So 11 counterfeit, the, all these in a package from China, the agency announced on uh, November 14th, the shipment, which was shipped by express carrier from China to uh, on October 15th and was manifested as a box with a value of $14, wow. was destined to a, an address in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. Oh, and you know, we have a bunch of Canadians chiming in, so they okay. they might be affected by the Canadian national. So yeah. hope everything goes good for you guys north of the border. Freight 2020, we're going to be seeing you guys up in Toronto. September 16th and 17th. We are. And, and you know, we also have a listener from Somalia on LinkedIn right now. Wow. I know. Thanks for participating. World. Not Mongolia yet. No. Also, did you, I was reading a study that Mongolians are the worst drivers in the world. Not throwing shade at Mongolians, but okay. So CBP <laughs> discovered and detained the shipment on November. I said it was a study. I didn't say that they're the worst drivers in the world. A study said that CBP discovered and detained the shipment on November seventh. The agency did not publicly identify the express carrier facility in Philadelphia that received the shipment. Among the faked rings were counterfeit Patriot Super Bowl championship. Probably a big demand for that. I wonder if they were the ones like you know they print like the championship T-shirts. Do they fake? Do they print like fake counterfeit championship rings to get ahead of the market? I wonder. I don't know. Who's I don't it? know. Who walks around with a fake championship ring on? Like who buys the well, t- who buys the rings? I don't know. Like, I, I want to get like, in the market of selling like counterfeit high school do you, rings. Do you do you ever wear your like college ring? No, I, you- I don't have a college ring. <laughs> I didn't get a high school ring either. I went to like art school. We don't have. We didn't sell things like that. Oh, you, you get like make, a, did you make them? Yeah, yeah like a friendship brace. You know, <laughs> like an art class. Those like those ones you weave together. Anyway, CBP spokesman Steve Sapp told American Shipper that the common person who's importing uh, counterfeit sports goods often tends to be the guy next door. Oh, but we do. Oh, often... That's your neighbor. We saw at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't him. He's selling counterfeit rings, man. Don't buy a ring from him. He did say he was aware of the demurrage situation. You used though. to sell counterfeit but... cutco knives, right? <laughs> no, they were the real thing, oh, okay. man. You should you should have seen how they would slice a, a tomato. Oh yeah. Anyway, would you that, do that? Would you cut through like a lead? Po- would you cut through a yes, championship ring as a, as a as a demonstration for? Wow. I could I would cut like paper thin slices. Could of one cut through like a, pa- a cowbell? Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They were that good. <laughs> they were pretty good. How much was the set? <laughs> it varies dramatically. I'm just wondering if the inflationary market has hit Cutco knives. Those sellers might have a, have a tough time out there. Oh, I can't tell. I think you're making fun of me. <laughs> Should we call Trey Griggs? Yeah, let's call him. All right, man. Let's get Trey Griggs on the line for five good minutes. Bumble! Here we go. Oh. 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 Here we go. A little smoother on the transition. Hey, oh, that was, a, that was a terrible. A, one. This is we've got a lifeline. Yeah, we got an eye. What's up, Trey? Hey guys, what's going on? What's up, Trey? Hey, Warm it up, Trey. Trey, what you doing? You are uh, just working, you know, just in the garage. Well, you're, you're in the garage on what the truck? Did you say you're in the garage? Uh no, I'm, I'm just on in the grind, you know, the Monday grind. Oh, he's grinding. Oh, grind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's not, grinding. Not in the garage. Okay. Well, you know, that's where uh, Microsoft started. <laughs> that's where Apple started. That's where some of the, you'd have seen that picture on LinkedIn. If you ever want like a ton of likes on LinkedIn, just share that picture of Jeff Bezos in like that Amazon office with the handwritten Amazon sign. And like people on, people on LinkedIn just like, I yeah, don't know. Our, our managing editor, Brian Straits, works in an attic. You oh. Know? Yeah. Does he post pictures of himself? Marketing tricks. I like it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Trey, uh, we saw you at Freight Waves Live. Was it easier getting home than it was getting there? 
Oh, tremendously easier getting home. <laughs> yeah, it was one flight, no cancellations, and the only problem was the uh, lack of elbow room on the flight home. But other than that, it was all good. What did you think of the event? I thought it was phenomenal. It was my second one. Um, I'm a big supporter of freeways and what you guys are doing. I, I thought this one was um, was better than the last one, which I honestly didn't think was possible. I thought mm. this one was actually a step up. Um, you guys continue to push the envelope and, and uh, try new things. And uh, I just came away with a lot of not only good information, but also just some, some fun stories to share. Obviously, the Krispy Kreme donut guy, um, that was an, an amazing story that I really enjoyed uh, hearing. And then the highlight, of course, is being on What the Truck with you guys on the spot. You know, yeah, doing that live I mean, set, man, that was really fun out there on the exhibition floor. We, I, I just felt like there was, was, we could just like be a part of what was happening with everything. And it, and, and people just seemed to really be sticking around. Uh, who's a favorite speaker? Did, did you, did you have a chance to check any of those speakers out? Yeah, I didn't get to go to every session, but the two that I heard was Ben Mesrick and mm-hmm. Jordan Belfort, and yeah. I really enjoyed both of them. I don't know that I could say which one I enjoyed the most. Um, they both had, had unique stories and obviously pretty cool experiences. Um, I think I did take away, uh, besides the the awful relationship advice that Jordan Belfort was, was giving us, yeah. what I took away from <laughs> I that through a couple most, lives. <laughs> what Times I took two, away from his most yeah, exactly. But I, I took away from him the, the concept of resiliency and recreating yourself. I mean, Absolutely. whatever you think about the guy, he certainly um, works hard and is not afraid to figure it out. And I think that that's a lesson that all of us can use to, to really understand that our destiny is really in our hands. That we have the ability to make choices that are going to affect where we end up. And it's, it's up to us. And so I thought that was a really great lesson. Yeah, he was really charismatic. Yeah, cowbell for that. He was really charismatic in the way that he would just, he was just he was very persuasive and his his veins were standing out. He mm-hmm. was getting so excited and he was yeah. I felt like I was watching like a pro wrestler Rocky or something, or right? Something. Yeah, yeah, like you know, yeah. Um so well, yeah, you I was tell pretty... that he was doing exactly what he wanted to do, which is awesome. You know, he loved what he was doing. That was cool. Hey Trey, we're we're on LinkedIn Live. We use social a lot. Chad and I have our own little TikTok going on now and all that stuff. And I noticed that you yourself have nice. you've gotten more into producing videos and and uh, getting people more involved on your feed. How impactful has social media been to what you've been doing? And how important is it well, to our field? Because we've been a little bit behind, right? In supply chain. Yeah, we have. I would I would definitely agree with that. I mean, I, th- I think it, I don't think you can really um, fully comprehend or understand the value of social media. It, it, it gives you a reach that you just never could have normally, in my opinion, especially just to the average guy uh, or gal who's producing content. And so, I think first of all, I think it's, it's incredibly important not only for, um, for 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 people like yourselves and, and for myself as vendors and 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 um, you know, influencers in the industry, but really for any company that trying to get a message out there. It's totally underutilized in my opinion. And what I can say from my own personal use is it's just opened up some doors that I probably didn't even know existed. Um, you know, that those doors even existed just by being willing to create content and to engage. And as you guys have seen with some of the stuff that I do, some of it is uh, tailored around um, who I represent, which is trucker tools in my day job, but also just around personal growth and personal development. Right. I always feel that if I learn something that it's good to pass that on, um, you know, and, and, and continue to help other people become the best versions of themselves as much as possible. And certainly not that, that I know any more than anyone else or, or know it all, but I just think when we learn, we should share that. And I like to share that. I used to be a former teacher, so it, it's kind of in my veins to help people become better. So um, mm. I think that's really important. 
Yeah, I see some of your content there on LinkedIn, and it is it is very positive. Um, I know that you know with uh, at Trucker Tools too. I've talked to um, uh, Prasad, your your CEO there, and uh, mm-hmm. you guys do a lot of listening to carriers, uh, brokers, and shippers. I know. Um, what you know? What what's the state of the the land with Trucker Tools? You guys, uh, what what are people telling you? Well, I have to comment on that. That's one of the things that really attracted me to Prasad and Trucker Tools is how customer centric they are. And listening to the customers, getting feedback, even if it's negative, like we want to be, we want to hear that feedback. We encourage our customers to tell us when things are great, when they're not great, and we try to work around exactly what our customers need. And, and I appreciate that, especially being in sales. It's really helpful to have that type of leadership and that type of attitude towards that. And right now, we're doing a great job with visibility. As you guys know, visibility is becoming an expectation for customers. And, and it makes sense, right? If, yep. if I can see where my $10 teddy bear is that I bought for my daughter for Christmas, I probably want to know where my $100,000 of freight rolling down the road is. And so, um, <laughs> so we're working really hard in that regard and making it very easy for brokers and carriers um, to provide visibility to the customers who are the ones who, who need it the most. Wow, Trey. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us today. These segments on What the Truck are fast and furious, but how can people learn more and continue the conversation with you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, they can go to our website at truckertools.com. They can also just reach out to me personally on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm always willing to, to start those conversations and, and then do whatever I can to help out. Uh, we primarily sell to freight brokers. We also engage with carriers, but the brokers are the ones that, that we that we work with the most. But I'm willing to, to help anybody that, that wants to do that. So reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or um, or go to our website. Thanks, Trey. Fantastic. Thanks, Trey. Enjoy the grand on Monday. Take it Thanks easy, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, man. Always, yeah, always good to hear from uh, Mr. Trey Griggs. That's T R I double G S. And now we're gonna have a little a little segment. We're gonna try and make Hello, webinars fun, Marianne. aren't we? Uh, we have our work cut out for us. Let's do it though. Time to drop yeah. some knowledge, man. Shredding no. <laughs> All right. Bring out your inner surfer, dude. I mean, it really does. It has to be the best music of any segment, right? Uh, Well, I don't know. Strickland Business (laughs) is pretty good, too. Uh, That's a tough one. But yeah, I'm going to rank that in my top five. Yeah. Awesome. So you're here, too. It's a little bit of, I guess, self-interest, because I got to do a webinar this week. Yeah. I don't always do webinars. I think this is my, actually, this is probably my first Freightways webinar. Really? Yes. What's yours on? Monetizing your podcast. Okay. Which That's is, great. Ooh. I'm not sure why we're doing that, but I guess maybe because I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to get this whole podcast network. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you've got one Should tomorrow, right? You've got the, yes. the the monthly market update. Who's starring in that webinar? That will be uh, Mr. Zach Strickland, who is right up after me, um, as well as Anthony Smith, our economist. Um, and that is our most popular webinar by Ooh. far. Um, we get roughly a thousand registrants every month for that. A thousand um, registrants. That's yeah, impactful. it's crazy. Um, it's just essentially providing market updates, what's happening in the economy, and how that's shaping what's going on in the freight market. So, mm. super interesting. 2 is it the power tomorrow. of the data that attracts everyone, or is it the power of their evocative personalities? <laughs> it's probably a little column A, a little column B. Oh, um, okay. The, the data for sure. Um, just giving people visibility that they may not otherwise have um, using our sonar platform. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Anthony and Zach are super fun to listen. <laughs> yeah, to. They, they are starting. By the way, after the break, they're starting their their own podcast. It's going to be really interesting. I'm excited. They're adding to the Freightcast Network. Yeah. You people out What's there. What's it called? You people out there. 
I don't want to give it away yet, so <laughs> nobody steals it. But um, you be allowed to follow Freightcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. We have so much content coming up fast and furious from Freightways Live Chicago, which was an outstanding event. We're going to be doing that monetizing their podcast. So, Chad, do you want to know how you monetize your podcast? Um, I, I really do, but I'm also wanting to guess about the name of the podcast. Can I give Can I give it a try? <laughs> well, one of the best ways to monetize your podcast, Chad, <laughs> is to get a job-creating podcast. That's a good way. Oh, yeah. wow. No, I mean, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, no, no, no. like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. That's Everybody, like, oh, do what I do. Expanding your mind. And, uh, <laughs> and you will be monetized. Yes, that's a good way to do it. Um, what about the Logistics Managers Index? That that'd be a good name. The Logistics Managers. Yes, that, that is a, so exciting, <laughs> isn't it? I know. Um, it could be like ironically exciting. How about GDP results? GDP results. Is that the is that going to be the name? What about OK Gen Xer? I'm very like Gen X never yeah, gets like remembered about anything. I know, and I don't think we. I don't think like. Would you get offended get, by that? Okay, no, Gen I'd be Xer. like, you recognize? Yeah, finally, my generation. Yeah. <laughs> Because everybody's going like, okay, boomer. And they're like, well, what if we said, okay, millennials or okay, zier? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. how about Xers? Yeah, why don't you just dip We're us? people too. Nobody writes articles about you guys destroying anything. Like there's all these articles about millennials. Like millennials yeah. are destroying the economy. And millennials are like, they're destroying complete industries. It's so yeah. Gen X to be they're, overlooked. It is. It's <laughs> like the most Gen X thing ever to be no. like a generation nobody oh, even cares about. That's enough of you that. Poor but, guys. but you you, yeah. you mentioned three three webinars yes. and yeah. discussed two. Is yes. there a third? So the one? market update one is tomorrow at two PM. Okay. Um Wednesday we are partnering with Uber Freight for a, we- a webinar about facilities insights. Ooh. So essentially Uber yeah. Freight is offering the service where um, drivers can go around and review facilities. Um, they spend a lot of time there, whether they're detained or they want to take a shower, they want to get some food, I whatever. Could, I could see that helping helping with the war on detention. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, it's is it like Yelp for people's docs or essentially? Ooh, wow, essentially, I'm going to learn more about it, but it essentially provides a uh, a way to review these facilities so that you get a little transparency into how good the facility is. Do I want to use this one? Do I want to use something else? Um, which ultimately could uh, help to improve facilities across the industry. Well, you have a fun their... job. You get yeah. to talk with, with all these these people talking about these high-level things. But hold on. Yeah. like I, You have to grade that on a curve, right? Because I feel like drivers, if they have to wait at all, they're going to oh, be like, yeah. this place sucks. One star. <laughs> Not good. Probably. Too long. I, I would be. Yeah, I, you know, you, you would just immediately you kind of vote. float between extremes as a driver, you know, don't yeah. you? Like if you got in quick, you'd be like, it's either great or it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, and if well, and if everything, if nothing interrupts you or gets in your way, then it's it's fine. It's as it should be, right? But if if one thing gets in your way, it's an outrage. Do you review things online? <laughs> um, no, sadly. Yeah. Do you? Only if I feel very strongly one way or the other. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just like things that are mediocre, you're like, yeah, like nah, it's Alan Garbrandt, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I do read reviews, and I take the, I they're, they're very useful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe but, I should participate. Maybe you should. Maybe you should go yeah. review some docs. Yeah. Just yeah. drive around in your uh, <laughs> in your hybrid car. Yeah. And just you know say you know I'm just being an outside observer of this doc here, and it seems yeah, like it's, it's, it's not that some, efficient. Uh, ethnographic field research here. Yeah. Don't don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm just leaving reviews. <laughs> There's people who do that. They like review things yeah. in industries they don't really like actually use the product. Are they like review trolls? Is that like I guess so. Is? Well, I don't I'm not saying he would troll. He would not you, you know. Not yeah. you. He's not a millennial, he's a Gen Xer, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of forgot. Just kind of there. Just kind of yeah. 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 My so called uh, life. Reality bites. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a uh 
Love Will Tear Us Apart, Joy Division song in that. That's Winona right. Ryder, Ben Stiller, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves in that? Famous episode. Was Keanu Reeves what in that was movie? It? Reality Bites. Oh. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say yeah. He was in that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ben Stiller, Winona Ryder, and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, how do people sign up for all these great webinars and, and hear more from you? And how do they hear our podcast one? Yeah, you go. Well, I don't know how to hear about the podcast one. This is news to me. But oh. if you go to FreightWaves.com. <laughs> it's on my calendar. <laughs> If you go to FreightWaves.com, there is a resources tab at the top, and you click on webinars, and you can see everything that we have coming up. Okay. Well, if Several we... people have signed up for your podcast. I'm, sure. I don't, I'm not administering it. Preston is. But it says you're on that invite. So if there yeah. is one that's happening this week, I don't know. Get dialed in. I'll, if I find out when it's happening, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll okay. have more insights than just get hired to make podcasts. I'm just, it's just a tease. Excellent. All right, thanks All right. for joining us. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Shredding the gnar. Shredding the gnar. Shredding the and every time. Jason Eversall, he says, power to the X. Generation X. Yeah! Of course. So, oh, here he comes. X. Here he is. Strickland. Strictly Strickland. Strickland. Strictly business, you are listening to Strictly Business. Woo, Reefer Madness. <laughs> Woo. Man, that kiss, I, I, I need that jam. You just like, <laughs> on Spotify Hard alone. Hard to get enough, right? I should just make a channel of like the bumpers so people right? can make a playlist. Oh, man. So you recently, you just wrote an, a great article about Reefer. Reefer. Mm-hmm. And it's a very ironic thing, right? Reefer demand is going up even while temperatures are dropping and so is the... Produce harvest decline. It doesn't make sense, does it? No. <laughs> so inquiring minds want to know what yeah. is happening. So traditionally, you know, you think of reefer, which is the refrigerated or temperature controlled oh. Oh. trailers. These are normally like. I wonder if everybody out there knew that. Yeah. In supply okay. chain, of course. But yeah. to the people outside, like my wife and stuff, they're like, why are you talking about reefer? Yeah. <laughs> no. She doesn't have a Boston accent. It has some did, Why are you talking about reefer, Duna? <laughs> <laughs> It has some double entendre, <laughs> uh, but it's it's not a um, you know it's not traditional to think about you know reefer or refrigerated trailers while it's cooling off. We just had you know you, we were all up in Chicago last week. Yeah, temperatures were not warm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I would I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. It was our first Arctic plunge of the year. It was really uh, cool. yeah. You had a, a nice journey effect- through the traffic too. You could have used some sonar data to could have to not go into a market like that. Well, no, we we. That's what I was sitting there saying to everybody. I was like, you know, it's funny. We all work in logistics. Yeah. This huge winter storm comes through, and we're like, the planes are canceled. Let's drive right into it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's do it. But the, uh, the the lake effect is powerful. You know, between the wind and the whatever, the it's like it, it says twenty one, but it feels like it's cold seven or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Those toboggans really came in handy. <laughs> Beanies, toboggans. They help. I don't stocking cap. I, I say toboggan ironically. <laughs> yeah. So. The reefers yeah. are also there to keep the freight warm. They don't they don't necessarily always just cool. So when the temperatures do drop, there is an like there's lot there's all sorts of other commodities out there like sure. paints and chemicals, okay. um, all sorts of stuff that e- even is very innocuous and harmless that just cannot go below freezing. I mean, beer, for instance, water, you can't freeze any of the liquids uh, because that'll prioritize. Yeah, that, they'll <laughs> they'll explode, and you just can't have that little volatility on the temperature. So when the temperatures go down, just like when they go up, you need to have temperature control. No, I know um, that you're a lot of <clears throat> what we're tracking is the contracted, you know, r- rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, or but like overall, is it 
unusual? Like, even though there are a, a number, like, is it year over year consistently? You said that it's like over what was happening in June. Twenty one percent since June fifteenth. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and it's and it's and it's slightly up year over year. Okay, um, we did see you know, what what we're seeing really is cyclically. It's actually up um, slightly. Like we're actually seeing this turn up. We don't. What's what's odd is the relationship between the June and the November peaks. Uh, normally you see, you do see more freight moving in June on the reefer side than you do in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a seasonality to increase reefer demand in, in November. We have a lot of other stuff that happens. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, turkeys. I mean, all sorts of other right. stuff. I mean, I just pipe- realized what shirt you're wearing, by the way. <laughs> don't say the name. I don't want, I don't want you to give where up people meet. I don't need stalkers coming there, but that's where the ants meet. Oh, the, yeah. This don't, is, don't this say is, the name of where I live, This is please. where Dooner lives. <laughs> don't say that. Where people meet. Don't say that. They would have to be okay. a real insider to know where that <clears throat> logo is from. All right. I won't give them any more intel, yes. I promise. Um, so, so, yeah. It so is a little odd. It is a little odd in the way that it's not like a traditional peak season, but it's also peakier than peak season. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. Is it because there is more transparency now with temperature-controlled everything? Do you think this is a trend or a fad? Is it, I, is I, I think one of the things is that the uh, the harvest this year, a lot of the, the June and the summer harvests were deterred by the weather. A lot of rainy season. Like, it really... You said turd. Yeah, deterred. Oh, deterred. <laughs> deterred. Okay. Uh, he also it, said turnip. Yeah. Turnip. No. <laughs> wow. How, like, this is like a word search in people's dialogue. <laughs> we should quit interrupting. <laughs> what do you like better, a word search or a, cross, a crossword puzzle? Word search. Qua- yeah, me too. Crosswood <laughs> puzzle. Crosswords. <laughs> oh. The New York oh. Times crosswood puzzle. <laughs> I, I, I like them both. They're they're both pretty fun. I don't know. I like I like. You do Sudoku? Is that still in style? Not I never really. did one of those. Yeah. I mean, Why did I, people I stop? I, it's not that it was fun a after a minute. How it does like the outbound Sudoku rejection volume yeah, work? Yeah, it's, it's up. <laughs> so in Sonar, like we are talking about, so with Reefer, we're talking yeah. about the outbound tender rejection volume. That just means that more shipments, 21% more Reefer shipments aren't getting picked up, right? Or they're getting, oh. uh, someone on load board is just saying. Yeah, they're, they're not on load board. They're contracted. Okay. Contract. So yeah, they're, they're, they're tendering more Reefer loads right now than they were in June this summer. Yeah, uh, which is which is strange. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that, but it's you know it's significantly more seasonally. It's normal to see this increase, but just not over the peak season. And it's not as if temperatures are so volatile that they would necessarily be playing a part in it. Well, the right? Midwest, the Midwest does have a big factor here. I mean, okay. most of the freight volumes move in our Midwest region. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, right around the Great Lakes through Columbus, Ohio, over as they're going to northeast, the Northeast, because <laughs> a lot of that freight hops on the rail coming off the West Coast and then goes into the Chicago market, then gets distributed. Yeah, east and stuff yeah. like that. So, oh, okay. So yeah, maybe- it's kind of like a hub. Like the Midwest is kind of like a hub. So when it does get cold there. That's a big deal. Is Let's, is Freight Alley more of a hub or is Chicago? Chicago's probably more of the. That was a the, <laughs> that guy in that debate. That guy was out for blood, like right yeah. from the. He came uh, after it. He just came right after. Yeah. I don't. It was almost like the like those Republican debates at first when like people just were not prepared for like how Trump would a- attack yeah. them, and I think he just like. Craig, I think Craig character. thought it'd be a little bit more civil. Yeah. At first, I really think Craig just was like, "I, we're I thought we were going to have a friendly debate," but he was like, "He was coming after." He it. really came after. <laughs> it. I mean, I can't fault him. I, I mean, know that's, that's that's what I would probably want to do, but <laughs> he just came hard. Yeah. No. But Chicago is traditionally like infrastructurally speaking, like the hub of the United States in terms of where all this freight and railroad goes into it, yeah. and gets distributed out. And I mean, Freight Alley is is another thing unto itself in terms of it's really more of a hub area for the southeast. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of things do get distributed through Atlanta, come up out of the south through Atlanta as well. Yeah. So it's it's arguably maybe the southern tier route uh, coming into the, the rest well, of the country. Well argued. Well argued. So let's leave the people with something they can action. So you are a reefer carrier, right? Yeah. You. So now we know, okay, uh, up 21% these rejects. What do I do? Uh, so you need to start. Well, anybody that thought about switching out their trailers don't. Yeah, uh, because dry van volumes are going down. Okay, uh, they're 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 softer than the reefer trailers are right now. So reefer demand is picking up. So anybody that can go out there and source some reefer freight, uh, they should probably look into that right now versus the dry van side. Yeah, yeah. If you've got the specialty operation for that, you might as well put it to good use. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Make money, win the market with Sonar and Zach Strickland on Strickland Business. All right, Zach. Hey, thanks for joining us. What's cool. the name of your new podcast? We can't say it oh, yet. Okay. We'll wait until it's up right. and registered. Almost. Almost. Well, okay, we'll can't it. wait. We'll promote <laughs> it when it well comes teased. out. But it's going to be him and Anthony Smith, and it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. As you, you know can what, tell. Dude, you know what podcast is doing really well? Great quarter, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. They are. Oddly enough, perhaps. <laughs> what is that? Like a backhanded <laughs> insult. All right, where's Emily? A lot of data coming out. Where's after Emily Zink? I always called her Emily Smith. That was, no, she is Emily Zink. It's Big Deal. Yeah. Come well, on in. Comes. Big Deal. Big deal. All right. It feels so weird being back in here after two days out in the wilderness. Well, we were back here Friday, you know. Oh, yes. I was sick. Well, you're allowed to be sick. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot. I think my body just shut down. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, you do a lot of work. And the people out there, they may not know this, but uh, Emily, kind of, you came here to be a news anchor, yes. right? And uh, very quickly, though, we realized that you just had to take over and teach us what to do. So you took over <laughs> the, the, the TV side here. And a lot of the content you're seeing on the new Freight Waves TV app is the responsibility of her. And she administers the whole team. And Jonathan yes. Smith made that app. But the the way all this stuff runs smoothly is is she's kind of in charge of it. And she cracks the whip. And it's her idea cycle and all of those kind of things. Yes. So thank you. And we appreciate no you, No problem. I appreciate working with you guys. And it was so yeah. cool. I was just watching this on my Freight Waves TV app on my phone. So, oh, yeah. Are you really? The first time. Oh, wait, live streams yes, on there? Yes, first time we've been live on the app. So I would oh. go and download that at Android, I didn't know that. Apple, yes. So people out there, if you don't know that, you can now just open up the app and, yes. and watch it on there. It was Although, awesome to watch. I do like when they're on like LinkedIn here and yes, I can see their comments, see comments and interact. Yeah. Yes. The people watching from all over today. I was looking yeah, at the LinkedIn Somalia. comments. Yeah, I saw that. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah. That's not the first time from Somalia. No, we have a big following there. <laughs> We're big We're relatively five people. Yeah. No, there was, no, I think there's been, over the history of the show, there has been like several hundred listens in Somalia. I wonder what is so intriguing. That's awesome. I, what, that's like a really backhanded compliment. No, no. I like the idea what of Somalians so driving intriguing? around listening to us. No, I mean, they like, discovered us. Do they have a right. big freight market? Like, is there a draw? Are they the next big thing? Like, that's I what know. I want to know. That that's what I'm looking at it from the journalistic side. Yeah. So who won last time? Who gets to go? Well, first? I'm just going to let Chad go. You're going to let time. Chad go first. Yeah. Okay, Chad. <laughs> well, gentleman. big deal, little deal. Freight volumes fall for the second straight week, and an mm-hmm. uptrend is in question. Is that a big deal or a little deal? Well, it's I guess it's a big deal when we realize that you know the uptrend doesn't happen. I'm going to say that some alarm bells are ringing, so I guess uh, I'll file this under big deal. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's they they the prognosticators. Our uh, research team has been 
you know, cautiously optimistic in their three-month outlook that we're going to be trending on our DHL uh, power pri- uh, supply chain power pricing index. Uh, that we're DHL talking- supply chain pricing power index, Chad. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Couldn't have said those. it better myself. Uh, that you know, you that handled was- that like another co-host of mine. <laughs> That it was trending back to balance. Quit interrupting me. All right, sorry. Uh, no and, big deal. And it's you. not so big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the reefer volumes are doing pretty good. Okay. We had we had Zach yeah. Strickland, Strickland business talking about that. You know, it's, I mean, we're supposed to have peak season, so it's a pretty big deal because you do want the volumes to go up. But you know, it's the cyclical cycle of freight. If you have a product like Sonar, you can really get ahead of the market, especially with the rate predictor. I mean, the thing that's awesome about that is that you, you know, you can get ahead. You can win today by knowing tomorrow. I like get it. Get Sonar. <laughs> Look at this. I like yeah. it. Wow. Okay, dude. Deep thoughts. It appears that Ford is trying to take mm. on Tesla. Over the weekend, Ford announced its new Mustang electric crossover SUV with an emphasis on affordability and performance. Is this a big deal or a little deal? I mean, it's really ugly. Like, it, to be honest with you, it's really like it I. Is. And I think part of it is that it's called a Mustang, like so you're expecting it to look a certain way. Yes. And it looks like a like an adult trying to dress like a teenager. Really? It <laughs> yeah. Does. It's yeah, it's like a super outback that's trying to go to like a I don't know. I was gonna say pink. <laughs> pink. <laughs> pink on the, uh, we were talking about um, pink today. Yes. Um, no, who's who's popular who's popular with the kids now? Katie I don't know. Perry? Taylor no. Swift? You have no. a pink no. lunchbox, don't you? I no. do have a pink lunchbox. <laughs> it has pugs on it. Whoa. Okay. So, well, but I think it's really cool. It's it's relatively affordable, right? I think it's yeah. like mid. Uh, I, well, they said it starts like thirty thousand. No, actually, it, come it on. starts at forty five, oh, and you, you can get oh. the, you can get a fuel uh, tax 61. credit, which would bring it down to like thirty eight. Oh, okay. You know. Well, they said they're counting which, on that, though. Was yeah, they're affirmed. counting on that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, it's a. It's a big deal. It's a Ford needs a breakthrough. Yeah, they, they stumbled out of the gate with their SUV, the Explorer, when they were trying to release that earlier this year. Uh, you know, they've they've invested heavily in Rivian, the, start, are, the electric, um, the, uh, the, uh, the that startup, the electric pickup. And are SUV they the ones startup. with the Bronco or is that Chevy? That is Chevy. Okay. Didn't yes. Chevy try to bring back the Bronco? Why? <laughs> because the OJ footage got yeah, popular. Or they had that docu series about OJ, right? The white. I mean, Bronco so thing. they've they've you know like Fords. They're trying to reach for the moon. They're they're trying to be cool. Their shares have gone down since um you know this Ford uh, the the grandson of Henry Ford since he started as CEO. Their shares have fallen from eleven dollars to nine dollars. They they need something, and this could. Do it, and I'm glad they're participating in uh, in the EV game. But I, yeah. a brand, from a branding point of view, eh. what would you call it? Eh. Not a Mustang. Not a Mustang. It's yeah. not. A, it's not a Mustang. Yeah, I know it's not. It's just not. No. Okay. WeWork is said to be planning to cut its workforce by at least a third in a bid to stabilize its business. Big deal or little deal? I think that's... Oh, is that me? That's him. Uh, That's you. Me. Uh, It is a gigantic deal for the thousands of people who may be losing their jobs. Yeah. In the holiday season. Yeah. And someone even said that, like, I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, it's... Someone said that it felt like a death in the family when they received the news. Now, that may, you know, people on the outside may say that's a little extreme and stuff. But if you're in it, that, you know, like, and you don't know what the severance package might be. And you know that, you know, your WeWork um, founder who got everybody pumped up just walked away with $1.7 billion. It's a big deal in a discouraging way. It's a bizarre story. The whole WeWork rise and fall. Yeah, it's an ironic deal too. Yeah. But 
I mean, it's. I was watching CNBC has these sort of like great little videos on YouTube that are like eleven to twelve minutes long, and they had one on the rise and fall of WeWork, and I think you may have watched it too. Yeah. I think I sent it to you. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Yeah, I liked and it. it doesn't take a long time. He was doing some really kind of shady stuff, like oh, yeah. the We trademark. He sold back to his own company for five point nine million dollars yeah. in stock. The only investor was SoftBank, which is weird. It was almost like they were, I don't know, like like. A, Trying to influence the market, and they were like in cahoots with I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Weird. It's odd business. I mean, it really really is. is. And And he's an odd guy. He's a really, really odd. Well, now he's an odd billionaire. What I found curious though is like how they shaded the market for so long, and then once people looked at that filing, that's only when that you know all of this stuff started to come out. But I'm like, why did people think it was such a great and viable business before then? We, like, didn't we know they didn't own those properties, right? You know, I think yeah. it. We really did buy into the hype a little bit. It seemed so. cool. It was a part of the gig economy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could sell it. Everyone was it. doing yeah. it. You market it right. Fool, fool, so. fool me once. Shame on. Fool, fool me twice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had to do with like the positive flows of like the work culture, right? And like everybody's got a beer. You know, we got yeah. beer on. Tap no, that is and... big. It, culture is the huge yeah. thing in offices now to try to get the best talent. So I guess maybe that's what it's they were. Good. It's funny though. Like that does happen once in a while. Like there'll be this sort of like mass hysteria about stuff, and then like uh, then like we'll all get woke at yeah. like the same time. We'll be like, oh, wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold well, on a second. Yeah. It's like millennial talk. Why are we doing that? <laughs> Millennials. Okay, Dooner. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in Philly <laughs> seized a shipment of 11 counterfeit mm. sports championship rings in a package from China. Among those fake rings were a counterfeit Patriots Super Bowl ring, a single Houston Astros ring, and a New York Yankees World Series ring. Mm. Very interesting stuff to counterfeit there. What do you think about this? Big deal or little deal? It's a huge deal. I mean, imagine if you're walking around showing off your cha- your, your championship ring. People like I don't I don't who walks around with a fake championship ring on. I guess no. it's for collectors who are like. I guess. But why would like a brand new Eagles Super Bowl ring already be in like a pawn shop? And they said it's your next door neighbor who's going to sell it to you. So that's a pretty big deal too. You can't even yeah. trust your neighbors anymore. They're all trying to sell you counterfeit rings. Little deal. Little deal. It's uh, it's a few counterfeit things. I mean, look, my wedding ring. This is this is. That's not this, even this, the original this is, one. This is eight dollars. Like, yeah, you know, there's, there's like, and there's already one. There's a missing. There's one missing in Chicago somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I lose it? them every few months. Oh, gosh. So it's like, um, but uh, you know, it's a it's a little deal, but it's a fun story. Crazy man. There's okay. a whole counterfeit market. It's like worth one point two billion. That's big, but those rings are not. Well, I feel like we should give out a counterfeit. Like, um, that would be like if someone was counterfeiting the chain on off the supply chain. Like, that would just be terrible. That real nice that gold chain that we that have real there. Nice Twenty four yes. karat gold that we got. Very expensive item. Yeah. Yes. So Makes expensive. Mr. T envious. Oh man. <laughs> okay, big deal or little deal, Chad? In a new class action lawsuit, vegans Ooh. are suing Burger King because they want to have their Impossible <laughs> Burger their way, i.e., pristine without any meat residue on the grill. This I would say this is an, is an impossible deal because what? it. But like, why? Like vegans? Like if you you know. Like, if you want to be healthy, that's one thing, but, like, don't, you don't need to be, like, you don't need to get a reputation for being, like, picky and fastidious and, like, making everybody's lives more complicated and hard and what you want, like, the people they, what did they want, like, from the Burger King, like, they, this is a little deal and bad deal. Vegans. No, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal, and I'll tell you why it's a huge deal. Not because of this. Like, sometimes 
the orthodoxy in anything can be a little bit too crazy. And I think that they're taking the spirit of, I mean, if you're going to Burger King, they already sell meat. So to act like you're outraged. The, the residue yeah. is what's outraging you. That's a little bit much. But what, what the big deal is, is that these things are just starting to get traction in fast food places. They're test piloting it. And if you put through some lawsuit that makes them a regulatory barrier for yeah. all of these fast food places, that they have to have a separate grill for these things. They're just not going to carry them. No. So you're cutting your nose despite your vegan face. <laughs> I say that as a vegan, so you can't get mad at All me. All right, hey, that was very well turned. Yeah, that you did, you did make that a good big deal. It's like uh, if people, the gluten free people, they do yeah. have real allergies, so you can't cross contaminate. But this is somebody not wanting to eat eggs, yeah. and cheese, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. This is yeah, just good, a little different. Good, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. Okay, final one. Big deal or little deal? Mm-hmm. Another freight waves live in the books. It's a huge show. Freeways Live Chicago was amazing. And thank you to everyone who came out and saw us there. We had an amazing time. That live stage, it, it exceeded the bar. And I think that we all came back like so hyped and yeah. so excited to really kick ass the next one. You and I were on radio. We were doing the hype show on Sirius XM, 3 to 5 p.m., channel 146 on Road Dog Trucking. Now all down out of Chattanooga, too. But know. on channel 146, we were saying that we like that we were kind of given a chance to run with this live stage and we're kind of competitive. So we want to kick the main stage's ass and we hope they want to kick our ass too, because if everyone wants to kick each other's ass. Then you got to fight. You do. And I, Right. And then, but if you're both kicking if you're both each other's butt, it's capitalism. Yeah. Right. It's going to yeah. be a great It's show. good, healthy Noah's competition. And but Noah's yeah. awesome, too. What was awesome, what was even bigger deal now, that was, it doesn't really matter how much fun we had. Everyone who came seemed to have an amazing time. We talked to Trey yeah. earlier. The feedback online has been phenomenal. I've seen so many people sharing the content that we've made there and said, like, this was the event to be at. This was yeah. not the Fire Fest. This was the Coachella of freight. You know, it was it was <laughs> amazing. Wow, fire didn't man, even you're you're up on your uh, your hype chops, man. Yeah. very nice. No, I can't I wait can't. for Atlanta. Yeah, yeah it's uh, the momentum that we've got. You know, I would say, you know, I could, I guess, I could say, oh well, it's just back to business as normal. But no, the the bar has been set. It's a big deal. We've got momentum from yeah. this. We can't look back. We're, we're gonna we're we're gonna conclude 2019 with a lot of momentum. We've got all kinds of new uh, shows that are coming up and mm. uh, and new events. So um, it's really exciting. Glad to be a part of riding the wave. Yeah, it was. I loved it because I people, like I said before, before we went, people want to know what is Freight Waves TV. We don't really yeah. understand what you're yeah. trying to do, and the fact that people were able to just stand outside in that exhibit hall and watch what we're doing, I think that's how we turned a lot more people into believers. Like, yeah. they're yeah. really onto something there. So it was cool to see the feedback and get that real time feedback there. Speaking of Freight Waves TV, we would be remiss to not tell everyone download the Freight Waves TV app. Please check it out. It is awesome. There's so many different ways to stream the content yeah. now. It makes it so easy. What are some of the ways? We, Roku, Roku, Apple, Apple TV. Your yeah. I, I was just watching on my iPhone, you on your computer. Any connected device yeah. pretty much. The cool thing is we have, we're, we're in the process of uploading all of the content from Chicago. So if you missed out, we're going to have, you guys had two blockbuster hours each day. Um, in Chicago, we're yeah. going to have that content. I think one of the shows for sure is already up there. So we're continuing to add coverage. We're going to have the keynotes. I know you did that as a podcast with Ben Mesrick. Yeah, that's up Wall today, Street. Ben Mesrick. So, we do Freight Waves Live yeah. and Events Podcast. Go go check that out, especially if you want to listen. We take the sort of the dialogue-driven events that happened on there. Because, you know, like we said, if it's a visual event, but none of it matters without content. And that's why so much of it can be repurposed 
as an audio asset because yeah. even though you're seeing all this, this amazing lasers coming out of people's butts, it doesn't really <laughs> matter if they're not saying good things coming out of their mouth, right? It's data at the speed of light. That's no, right. Um, you know what, though? Know what I liked about well, the event? And I, I like about Freightways TV. Ben, the Ben Mesrich thing is he'll be very listenable to yeah. a great storyteller, yeah. all kinds of great stories that each one materialized into a book. Yeah. Lucky guy. But like worth his his salt. He's like he, he. That's like one of those things you can play as like a gateway drug to freight podcasting with like maybe your wife or husband in the car who's not in the industry, right? Yeah. Or your yeah. girlfriend or something. Be right. like, what do you do? And you play that one. And they're like, oh, this is a lot different than I thought. And then you slam them with the webinar, <laughs> <laughs> right in the gut. No, what though? No, what's really cool about Freightways Live and Freightways TV and even the podcasting thing. And I think why we all fit in here is that Freightways itself. And we cover this in the future of media thing is a company that had to prove itself. The entire media division of this happened because nobody believed in this mm-hmm. company enough to cover it. Yeah. So we had to cover it ourselves. And just like we had to make our own TV network and we had to make our own podcast and we had to prove it and we love freaking doing it. Give us another challenge. We'll come at you. Ooh. Wow. At you. Gunfight dropped. Do we have a... <laughs> Follow Emily Zink. Emily, S-Z-I-N-K at Twitter, at Chad Primos, at Timothy Dunas, D-O-O-N-E-R. Thank you for tuning in to What the Follow Freightcast if you want all of these new podcasts that are coming out there. That's Freightcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere. Podcasts are heard around the world. Somalia. Somalia. Shout out. Shout out to Somalia. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to Canada National. Hopefully that strike doesn't happen. Everyone's good because the holidays are coming Florida. up. Shout out to Arizona. Shout out to hopefully there's a soft landing for all those people that we work who are losing their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. They'll yeah. have to like work out. I hope they don't have to work out of a we work. That would be like insult to Shout injury. out to the Mach E. What is the Mach E? <laughs> well, it's the Mustang. Oh, the Mach E. Mach E. Mach. I thought you were talking about Mach E. Mach. <laughs> all right. See you tomorrow. Are we, are we or on? On? See you Friday. <laughs>